0: Now my advice to people who like this kind of service is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I
2: really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music
0: anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: Episode 334, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from eftm.com. Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Hisense. Stephen, just before we head to the airport for Barcelona, we'll just get another great podcast out for our audience.
2: Absolutely, yes. I even, uh, just for our listeners, uh, just so our listeners know, I even went and picked Trevor up from the station. Oh. That's what, so what a good bloke I am, one of the two blokes. That's the sort of thing, that's what we do for each other.
1: Made me walk Although 10 minutes, never, made me walk 10 me 10 minutes down the, the road to an optimal picking up <laughs> spot, though, to be honest. Yeah. That would have, that saved us. I've, I've never picked no, you up no. from anywhere. Have I never picked up in a car in Las Vegas anywhere to take you oh, anywhere,
2: yeah, drop you back too. to your hotels? I'll anything be, a I'll few times, not, hundred times not in Australia. You haven't done it, but okay.
0: Point
1: take. Point <laughs>
0: taken. Point <laughs> point point we're square.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, <I> we're <was> square. <laughs> two blokes Talking tech. All the latest tech news for you right here, right now. Thanks to Netgear and HighSense. Well, Stephen, before we get into the tech news, it is episode three hundred and thirty-four. It is officially seven years to the day since our very first podcast. Yes, it is. Happy anniversary! What's that itching there? feeling?
2: <laughs> is that what it is—the seven-year itch? I was wondering what you were doing uh, down down in like, your, your area. Does, does,
1: does the seven-year itch start at the first day of the seven? Like, can I, Can you still be itchy at the end, I or like, have got, we got thrown sixty-five days to be a itchy? Full year, yeah, you got full twelve months
2: to build up the itch,
1: yeah. Yeah, but um what if I'm already itchy?
2: Well, that's then it's a 6 year itch if it
1: was before today. No, nah, it just it's just come on. Okay. This could be the last one. Right. Okay. Well, it's 7 se-
2: seven, 7 years ago to this very day, hey, episode yeah. 1. And I think our listeners probably heard this story before, but we got together after recording. You not
1: say got together? Well, we got together to record. There's anything wrong with that?
2: To record the podcast, we decided to create our own podcast because we'd been appearing on the Media Week podcast together for quite a while. And we frankly thought, uh, you know, we could do this better ourselves and that's what we decided to do. Well, we didn't think we could do it better. We thought we should do it our own
0: way.
1: Well, James at Media Week was doing it irregularly, you know. It was every yeah. every couple of months or something and we we were, you know, we, we had stuff to talk about every week. So Absolutely. why the bloody hell not? And by the way, James, pfft, what's doing? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Hello. It's been about a year. I think he waits. He only waits
2: till after all the Apple events. Have you noticed that? Whenever we come back he's, from Apple events, is he an Apple fanboy, yeah. you think? I think so. Probably, but,
1: but anyway. you know we we've we've adjusted the show only slightly, to be honest. Uh, in format it's wise, format. it's pretty much yeah. the same. We do spend hours. Um, we
2: still spend hours preparing.
1: We we spent more time on the phone to your airline today than we did preparing the show because <laughs> oh Stephen got an alert on his phone saying his flight was leaving in ten minutes. Yeah, his
2: flight was leaving now. Yeah. My flight's not all uh, this evening. and I, I get a little notification saying, "Oh, your flight's going to Singapore." Now. I think I'm I'm going to Singapore, and then. My dot. My calendar had changed. My flight this evening was suddenly not there, and a couple of yeah. frantic phone calls. And I've seen food.
1: you sweat, but I've never seen you sweat that much. Like it you were, it was, it
2: was not good. The effort of carrying your bags in the front door that made me sweat. Well, mate, I told you to leave you them do, out the front,
1: but you're in a crime ridden area, well, so no, you do pack more bags than Paris Hilton when you travel. But mate, it's a rather big event this one, so there's a lot yeah, of gear okay. in there. Okay? Right. okay, yeah, all right, okay. big lots of camera work, lots of lots of gear involved. Anyway, um, we appreciate everyone's support. We appreciate Netgear support for. Uh, the seven years we've been doing this show, and to all the other sponsors that have been um, involved over the years, and of course to the people that have been loyal, very loyal listeners to us over that time. If you're uh, if you're new to the show, thank you and welcome. Um, it's been it's, we've had a, a good kind of bump in listeners over the last few months. It's been it's been very nice. Um, it's always good to get the feedback though, to be honest. Especially yes. if you're not that we don't appreciate the feedback from the regulars, Rob, Rob, yep, and, and Rob. everyone else. Yep, all um, the Robs. But it is always great to hear from new people, whether Absolutely. you're uh, whether you're on Twitter or not, just jump, just join Twitter um, yep. and say good day or download VoiceBite, which is Stephen's own app, and uh, send us send us a VoiceBite voice hashtag bite. Ziggy Zaggy. Yep. And that's all you need to do so that we can find the tweet or the voice button, we can have a yep. listen or a read and uh, get a bit of feedback. And also, while you're there, let's not uh, hold back on the shameless plugs. Go to iTunes because 90% of you are listening on Apple devices. Go to iTunes and leave a rating and a review yep. because we do have probably uh, you know almost as many reviews as any other tech podcast in Australia. <clears throat> and also to massage, being the only one. Trevor's
2: review ma-
1: to massage Trevor's ego, he likes
2: reading the positive reviews, as do I. But no, I'd ain't. like to. Why was out. that about me then? <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to also hear from the people, the listeners who have been with us from episode one. And I'd say there'd be a few of you that have been with us from the very start. Mm. We really appreciate that you've listened through all of our jibber for seven years, and that you're still listening. And to the, the the newer listeners, we're glad you found us, and we're glad that you're still listening.
1: I'm glad that we can uh, we can find the time every week. It has helped that I quit my job. That uh, we can we can we can get together every single and, week. And it is also more than two years since we committed mm. to
2: being in person doing the podcast. We did. We were in the in the old days. We, we committed to, to a, a, a physical a... relationship with each other in weekly person, two and years and ago. And in, <laughs> <laughs> an in
1: person relationship. That's right. So it means I've got to see this bloke's ugly mug more often than, than usual. What have they destroyed all the mirrors in your house? <laughs> no. Or as Chippy once it's said, good. have someone been through your house with an axe and smashed yeah. all the mirrors no there's plenty of mirrors at my place but uh you yeah, know it's uh
2: it's been two years here since we decided to just for the just to for the quality of the show and i think it's a lot easier technically too to to do it as well we we that the show we found is uh it just sort of steps up a gear when we're both here chatting face to face yeah i
1: mean we we share the legwork here because 334 episodes how many of those have you edited uh, Zero. Cheers, yeah. oh, yeah, mate. Right. Thanks very that's much right. for your support. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Two Blokes Talking Tech, we do appreciate you listening and uh, thank you to everyone who's been involved, especially Netgear and uh, Brad, Patrick, Heidi, David, everyone who's been involved over the years at Netgear. They've been our, our biggest and longest supporters, and we appreciate that. Um, but we appreciate you listening more than anything. Uh, Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag for your feedback. Say good day on, uh, on Twitter. You are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two
0: Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.
1: This is
2: one topic that seems to come up regularly. And Too often, it is a it is a a thing that a lot of people do, and I'm talking about texting while driving. Mm. And the the stories come up again because just last week a young guy who was texting behind the wheel uh, allegedly, allegedly. Well, he's been arrested and refused bail. So okay, so still allegedly texting behind the wheel has. Plowed into two, allegedly plowed into two police officers, and one one of the officers actually lost half half his leg as a result of his injuries. Now crushed between the car and and their police van. Yeah. So the 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 person in question has in fact been had his license suspended four times and also lost his license for a period for guess what, texting while driving. So what we're faced now with is a, is a new a renewed call for people to really take take note and to, to take care and to think about the consequences. I've written a piece. You've written a piece on FTM. I've written a piece on Tech Guide. And my approach to this is that if you can't consider your own safety, if you've got no regard for your own safety, then you've got no regard for the safety of others if you're doing this. Cool. And I, I've, I've suggested that on the spot, if people get caught
1: texting while driving, they should lose their licence for a week. There needs to be a greater fear, you're right. There does need to be a greater fear. The Daily Telegraph was calling for essentially... Yeah, you know, lose your license. Now they didn't actually say how long for, so that's probably not a bad thing. But I'm I'm just not sure that you can really get away with the full loss of license thing. It's a it's a massive call. But the other thing people no, often no, say, I'll, I'll ask you something else. Yeah. If you committed
2: another serious offence behind the wheel, if you went over the speed limit by, I think it's over eighty kilometres or 120 kilometres, Rob, our mate Rob from Goldburn, tell us tell us the, the facts. He knows it better than anyone. But there are there are Offenses behind the wheel, instant loss of license. If you do, if you go over a certain speed limit, if you're over the, if you're, yep. if you're drunk too much, DUI, yep. instantly you've lost your license. So why shouldn't this, which you think about it, haven't being over the limit, puts you in, puts you in danger, puts others in danger, just as much
1: as texting while driving would. Hundred oh, percent. I just, I, I just look, we everyone's got to sit down and be honest with themselves. We've all done it, right? Now, No, oh,
2: not, no not necessarily. Oh, there's oh, a lot of people oh, who do it. Oh, right. There's a
1: lot of people who do it, and it's it's those people that need to take a wake-up call here. Now, one of the things I hear people saying is just ban phones in cars. Well, that's stupid, no, right? Because these days we use our phones for podcasts, so that's why we're not banning phones in cars. Yeah. Um, listening to music, navigation, even reading messages, things like that, there is a reason to, to use phones in cars. Then there's the, the call for signal blockers. You know, well, we should block the signal so they can't be using cars. Well, what if you're a passenger? Uh, mate, exactly there's right. there's no such thing as a signal blocker that but, works within what one if it's seat. Emer- an emergency. That was what I said in my article. Was look, it's all well and good to say signal blockers, but what if you crash and then need to call triple O? Is it going to work? I mean, exactly it's just right. it's too yeah. much complication, yeah. right? And I then went on to the point of thinking, rightio, let's just let's just remind people. If we if I can do one thing, if we can do one thing, it's it's remind people of what exists out there to help you. And I can tell you that from my point of view, as someone who is as guilty as anyone of the temptation of the the beep beep. You know, there's something on my phone. There's something just flashed. What is it that that says? The temptation is the problem, right? Mm. You need to remove that temptation. Now, I am a massive believer in Apple CarPlay and Android Auto because they immediately remove that temptation by putting it on the screen. And they don't place the words on the screen; they read it out to you. Now, Apple CarPlay now does WhatsApp messages as well yeah. as text messages. Um, you know, you can use Siri to to command your music. You don't even need to look at the screen. So, and of course, if do not disturb while driving. Well, that that's the next thing. So, yeah. the, you know, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto built into these this modern cars. There are people who don't know they've got it. So, yeah. plug your phone into your car, and you might be quite surprised to find that it has it. Uh, ask the question of your manufacturer if you've got a car that you bought in the last two years high likelihood not not guaranteed but high likelihood it's got it there's some manufacturers just still shunning it but it's 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 huge numbers that it exists in um and, and those systems can can be huge i drove from home to the studio in in Piemont, you know 45 minutes or the other day um just read, listening to and responding to texts and WhatsApps, right? And it was you know we have a group. So the car was reading it out. Car reads them out, and I'm responding, and because I, I had a bit of fun because the boys are texting me like uh, Bowen and Jeff and stuff, yeah. and I'm I'm going oh this is amazing WhatsApp with Siri through through the car. Yeah, yeah. And so we're testing all the swear words. It's quite funny. Siri yeah, reads you them did all that out. With me too, wasn't yeah, you? yeah. And You're quite the potty mouth. Girl. It's hilarious, but then, <laughs> but then, out. with text messages, like my wife was having a whole text message conversation with me, mm-hmm. and at one point it said, "Amanda Long has sent you an image." Why don't you just ring her, like, mate? Just because <laughs> she was at work, maybe. Don't. Okay. We, we have a very text-based relationship. <laughs> so you um, did say text-based. Yes. Relationship, and, and so we had, I'm replying, da, 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 oh, and we right. get to a point point. she goes, it was in the photo. I went, babe, I'm driving. Ooh. I haven't seen the photo yet. And she had no idea until that point that I was legally yeah, right. using, using my voice to do all these text messages. Mm-hmm. So it can be quite useful now. And I think people need to realize that. And, and then you go to the point of, of do not disturb while driving. Now, do not disturb while driving exists on iOS 11. Um uh on Samsung phones there's a thing called car mode you can download from the from the app store and, and, a, not, and
2: a lot of other android apps too Yeah
1: but but car mode is built by Samsung yeah. for Samsung so it's a it's a good one to recommend um and it does pretty similar thing it just blanks out the phone gives you the basic features turns it into voice yeah. control only do not disturb while driving is a revelation it should be opt opt in Paul, uh, opt out not that's opt what in I was
2: going to mention the the the, the point the the the, Paul, the the point of this is the, the, the downside is that it's it's an opt-in. It's voluntary. Yeah. And a lot of people couldn't be bothered. They don't Either they don't know or couldn't be bothered. Mm. And that, that's, that's what disturbs me is that I've often seen, and rightly so, drivers being abused because they're either texting on the phone, they're, they're not keeping an eye on the light ahead of them and you know, people are abusing them. And I've even seen drivers on expressways pull up next to someone, shouting at them, get off your phone, like this, on the expressway. Mm. Now – we we in no way do I condone road rage right, but often road rage involves when someone cuts you off or some something does something doesn't let you in a lane people lose their lose their mind yeah. I think it should be okay to toot someone who's on their phone to say, what the oh, hell mate, are you doing? Absolutely. You're in, in we fact, need you're, you're in more danger by them texting than
1: them cutting you off or not letting you in their life. The, remember the ads, of that, probably only in New South Wales, where they had the little pinky finger for blokes that are speeding, yes. you know, saying, you're you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're trying to compensate. Yeah. We need a universal kind of shaming mechanism. Uh, firstly, yes. a signal for, you know, the universal Get signal for being phone. on the phone is there. Do so this. maybe it's just an immediate, you know, moving from the phone to the finger. You know, something like that. <laughs> you know, just do or, the do the phone symbol and just put up the finger, and it it's not a, it's not one of those rad down, oh, now so dude it things. It's like this. You do yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Like this. Yeah, yeah. So people, to... you know. So I was just
2: going to just say, just do the hanging up sort of hanging oh, up yeah, sign. Yeah. Where you do this. <clears throat> You
1: know what I mean? Like it looks like you hang loose symbol, and because then you hang it up. Because most of the time they are texting. You know they're texting. So it's it's a trick. And, and police have told me this. They can tell they you're texting at night because there's a there's a glow. Yeah, yeah, right. There's a glow in the car from the screen. A glow. Right. Yeah, well, so they can the see it's there. Yeah. So you, you can tell people are doing During it because the data, they're, looking, they're just down. looking down. Yeah, they're just looking down. Yeah. It's look. And look yeah, we, we, we should, should we should people.
2: we should specify too that there is a different. It is illegal to touch your phone. Number one. So yeah. even if you're looking at your phone at the lights, it's illegal. Let alone texting while you're driving. Like you, how many time, How long does it take you to type out three words in a text message? Two, three seconds. Mm. If you are doing at sixty kilometres an hour, you've travelled fifty metres. If you're doing hundred kilometres an hour, have gone even further? So it's it's effectively like driving with a blindfold on. And now, if that's the neighbourhood where you live or where I live, or that's my wife or my child or someone I know crime the neighbourhood, then that's that's serious problem and and the the thing is that people won't do something like this this alleged offender he's he's facing serious he could face jail time because of what he's done now i think unless something drastic happens to people god forbid someone gets killed while you're driving you're texting while driving or someone gets seriously injured then they're not going to get the message the
1: problem is Pardon he's he's pla- facing jail time because he almost killed killed some people, people. not just because he was texting. So do you know what I mean? Like he's going to get the jail time potentially because of the outcome, not the cause, whereas it's the cause that we need to crack down on. I don't know whether you've got views, folks. Ziggy-zaggy the hashtag, whether you've got a view on what we could and should be doing, um, how do we make it less um, likely for people to want to text and drive, let alone able to. It's like when you get pulled over by the side of the road to a breath test,
2: they don't they don't wait till you've hurt someone to find you they 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 find you on the spot. Same thing should be for text messaging if you're if and, and I, I reckon go ahead and put all the cameras in you want. there's talk that they've got cameras ready to go that can look down into cars and take photos of anyone touching their phone while they're driving. Why not kick that off? If you knew you were going to get a massive fine or possibly lose your licence, put your phone in your glove box.
1: I'll give you a – so the cameras they've been testing is actually just cops with, you know, really good lenses, you know, and then they alert cops down down the road, right? How's this for an idea? You know the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 has the portrait mode – which takes a beautiful portrait photo, but it also takes a wider angle yes, photo. Yes. What I reckon the police need is a camera that is is able to have a good zoom so you can see inside the car and physically see a hand on a phone yeah. and snap, take a photo, but it immediately also takes a wide photo so that you can see the whole car and therefore and the so license plate. plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't need to snap and then zoom out and snap yeah, the, yeah, the right. license plate. You know, two shots no, in one go. Yep, yeah. I'm sure the technology exists <clears> for that. Two blokes talking tech. We would appreciate your views on this very serious topic. Uh, ziggy zaggy, the hashtag, you know how to get a hold of us. Meet Orby, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system and the best on the market. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of the home. That's right. Everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters through Wi Fi barriers. um, And with a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent. Buffering while streaming your favourite shows and movies. No matter how many devices you've got connected, you connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed that you're paying for. The sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. Gives you a a home network that's superior and easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, you're secure. Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au or be better Wi-Fi everywhere.
0: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
1: Fenwick. Stephen, um, would you pay to have high-definition content in catch-up TV streaming apps? No. That's a problem for I Channel thought, 7. I
2: thought they, they already did have HD streaming. No. No. no, station has Channel HD, Channel 7's
1: yeah. tested it with the Olympics, uh, okay. but no station has HD. They're all rubbish quality. Yeah. Um, you know, Netflix and Stan have got HD, but I'm talking ABC, IView, SBS on demand, 9Now, 7Plus, 10Play. SD or slightly better, right? So it might be a touch better than SD in terms of pixel quality, but there's no any HD. So Channel 7 um, this week, I think it was, 7West Media, the parent company, had their and uh, half-year results. Yeah. And, you know, half-year results, meaning if you're a shareholder, they go along and they they spruok the company to, you know, incentivize people to, you know, get excited about, you know, how the company's going. And they put up one slide about their digital offering, and it talks about what they've achieved thus far. They've got 5,000 hours of content. They've got live. They've got catch-up. They've now got sign-on. So you now have to sign on to get into content. Nine now already have that. And they've got 95% coverage with Chromecast and, Fox, and, and Fetch, which is great. Then they talk about their roadmap ahead. As soon as March this year, they're going to have recommendations, which is great, kind of like Netflix, recommend stuff. So if you watch Home and Away a million times, they're going to to recommend Soapies to you. If you watch My Kitchen Rules a lot, they might recommend um, uh, reality TV shows more. They're going to have um, Foxtel Now box. They're going to have Android TV. They're going to have Sony, LG, Samsung. That's coming. They're also adding Embassy Universal, Discovery Channel, Warner Brothers. A whole bunch more. Double the number of content hours. But I thought it was interesting that at the very end here, May 2018 or or, or later subscription. And there was a little asterisk that said the the subscription applies to member content, um, member exclusive content, which could be things like um, pre broadcast content. Offline content and HD. So you're talking about content that may not be on TV at all, won't be on the free station. Correct. So it's like Netflix. Don't so essentially, to... I, I, it's not been announced. But we don't know what it is, but my guess is what they're going to do is they're going to have you've signed in, and then they're going to say, "Look, for ten bucks a month or whatever it is, you can get member exclusive content, and that right. will be HD versions of Home and Away and My Kitchen Rules, and all the mm-hmm. stuff that's catch up, but HD versions of all the Plus non Alice. non catch up stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But but, but that. also, you know, you might get pre, so you might get binge access access to some shows. Mm-hmm. You also might have the ability to download offline. So if we were sitting here about to get on a plane, I might yeah. be able to download. download. Download all of Home and Away to watch on the plane. You've already done that, haven't you? Yeah, totally. I'm a massive fan. Alf, is Pippa still in it?
2: I've never watched a single episode in my life.
1: Pippa and Tom were big in the early days. What's a
2: show, just slightly (laughs) off topic, what's a show, big show you've never seen one episode of? Game of Thrones. Okay, that's pretty big. I've never watched, this is going to shock people, I've never watched a single
1: episode of MASH. Oh, I don't I don't, think, I don't think I can continue this. Are you serious? Are I've you, never you don't, watched, I've not watched one You're not aware of, of Loretta Swit? I know of all, but I've
2: never sat through one entire episode of MASH. I've got the da box set. You know that song that, that da da Put the bloody thing on! You know the song's Are you kidding me? You've not song? seen MASH. You've
1: got the box, I've got the box set. set. I've not seen it. You know that yeah. song that you just hummed? You a go at me for not watching Star Wars. <laughs> Mate, that Mash is is from oh maybe I was gonna say from my childhood, but you were an adult then because you're so old. Oh, Happy <laughs> birthday, Stephen. He's half a century old. How old do you feel now? I feel 28 still, mate. Well, if you want to feel 28, you should watch MASH. Okay. All right. Well, that just, 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 the, just letting
2: you know that that's one of the big shows. Has Joe seen, seen MASH? No. Don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't want to speak for my wife. She's probably done a lot of things uh, that I don't know about. Oh. <laughs> not, not that there's oh, anything. <laughs> well, it is, one of, the, that is just one of those shows where I've never, ever got around to watching. So Trevor's actually left the Tech Guide Theatre right now to ask my wife if she's ever seen an episode of MASH. I haven't, and I'd like to, we'd like to hear from you too. If, you have, if there's a big show that you've never watched, a surprisingly big show like the MASH, that's pretty big. Trevor's choice was Game of Thrones. Has ever watched an episode of Game of Thrones?
1: <laughs> well, mate, I've got breaking news. Your wife, Joe, has seen MASH. Yeah, As totally. a child, she saw MASH. Okay. How, how could you not have watched I'm just... Uh, I'm it like outraged. It's just one of
2: those things that I'm I just outraged. never saw. Like, just like... I love asking people... What's the best movie you've never seen? A lot of people might say, I've never seen The Wizard of Oz. Well, it wasn't Star Wars because it was rubbish. Yeah, good on you. I've never seen – a lot of people say to me – well, people say they've never seen Star Wars, and I find that hard to believe,
1: that a lot of people, though, have never seen The Wizard of Oz, Godfather, all the classic movies. Anyway, so we digress. I find it interesting, though, that Seven would think that they can make – a business model out of charging for streaming when Presto failed. The power of Channel 7's marketing and and you know free-to-air TV to promote it didn't make Presto work. Yeah. So is it that they think that 7 content on like My Kitchen Rules or whatever is so big that people will subscribe and pay for, for exclusives or high definition versions of that?
2: I saw in that graphic though in the bottom of your story that there was Disney and sort of other yeah. content from companies. Yeah. So it's not just exclusive 7 no, content. No, no, no. So it's but they're basically building
1: A poor man building Presto
2: again. Well, well, Presto,
1: Presto had home and away, like that's you're right. right. But did Presto have My Kitchen Reels? had all that, didn't it? Before, no, because I think seven plus still existed. See, that was you
2: know, it was two different things. Okay, well, that's uh, before when you asked me, Would I pay for HD content? And my answer was. So is the bottom no. line
1: is no for well, f- no for free if, to wear catch up, but to wear maybe ketchup, for no extra way. stuff. But if there's
2: extras and, and content that I wouldn't normally see anywhere else, if they've got some good content, then definitely.
1: It's not going to be the first. CBS now owns Channel Ten. They've got CBS All yeah, yeah. Access in America. That'll launch here in yeah. Australia as well. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have. Big subscription numbers again. We're going to have bloody people subscribing to CBS, Seven, yeah. Stan, Netflix, and Foxtel. I mean, look, it's crazy. Look what, look what Disney's going to do. Disney's—they're bought. That's 20, someone pointing out to me. It's, inter- it's well. interesting that Disney's yeah. in that list of seven because yeah. Disney's going to be doing their own catch-up service. I don't know they're going to have the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And in Disney are also Channel Seven's now got Simpsons, right? Ah. So it's, so it's, it's interesting to see where that goes. Pay, really, because Channel 10 used
2: to have Simpsons. Mm, yeah. Okay, but Disney also owns Marvel. They also own the Star,
1: Lucasfilm, Star Wars. So, all of those properties, it's uh, leading to something. Interesting times. Uh, two Blokes Talking Tech, the full story on that seven stuff at EFTM.com. Two
0: Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
2: Well, Samsung has, I think, scored a major coup in their partnership with with the Commonwealth Bank, and they're now offering Samsung Pay. So right now, if you're a Commonwealth Bank customer, Commonwealth Bank MasterCard customer, with a Samsung device all the way back to the the S6, Galaxy S6, or if you've got a smartwatch from Samsung, you can now use Samsung Pay with ComBank, which is the biggest bank in the country. Uh, And I think it's – I call it a coup because – They've chosen to go with Samsung before they've chosen Apple Pay. And Apple Pay is only available, of all the major banks, is only available with ANZ. So Westpac customers, ComBank customers, of which I'm one, and uh, National Australia Bank, still no sign of Apple Pay. So ComBank has uh, decided to go with Samsung before, the, before Apple Pay, which I find really interesting because I know that ComBank, along with the, uh, the two other banks, were in a bit of a battle trying to trying to work out a an agreement that would would suit everybody and now See, it seems to me that rather than combank giving in to a lot of their customers wishes so to, to who have been calling out for
1: Apple pay they've decided to let Samsung in the door first but he, here's the thing that they launched Android pay in uh, September last year so even on a Samsung phone you've been able to use combank with yeah. Android pay now called Google pay by the way Um since then, so, well, but that, all this be- to me is just PR for Samsung, who are trying to, you know, trying to force people into Samsung Pay over Google Pay. Mm. I don't know, other than on your Samsung Watch. So, if you're a Samsung Watch wearer, that's a reason to have Samsung Pay. Yeah. But otherwise, I'd just be using Google Pay on my phone, wouldn't you? Yeah, but there's also there's also ways you can make payments using your iPhone. You know, remember no, no, that no, I'm that just that talking, hand about, hand I'm the- talking about I'm talking about the 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 majorness of this announcement.
0: Yeah, no, I
2: I, I think it's significant because. Only because Apple's the everyone's waiting everyone thought Apple Pay would be the first. Samsung Pay's come in and and partnered with Combank before Apple
1: did. Well, mate, to me, it's just proof that the Commonwealth Bank's got a massive middle finger to every single one of their Apple holding customers, <laughs> yeah. because they've now got Android Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay, and Garmin Pay. They've got well, all Garmin these bloody pay. things. They yeah, do. They've got Garmin Pay. Fitbit?
2: You pay with Fitbit as but,
1: well? Probably, yes. Yeah. NAB has Fitbit. So yeah. they've all got that, but they're just saying, no, screw you, Apple Apple users. Yeah. It's literally they're saying, screw is it, you. Is
2: it because, and I I'm pretty, I'm, think I know the answer to this question already, is it because Apple clipped the ticket a bit harder than everyone else? Oh, I think it's because Apple clipped the ticket full stop, yeah. Yeah. Because
1: obviously Apple aren't just in it just to sell Mate, more We're iPhones. talking about like 0.15% well, in, in the $100. I mean, it's just yeah. it's stupid. And yeah, the banks when, are making
2: billions. But you know what? In the last uh, a couple of financial uh, calls ago for Apple, their services Mm. section where they make revenue Mm. had grown tremendously, and Apple Pay is part of that. So you can understand why they want to make it as easy as possible for people to use Apple Pay and more banks to adopt Apple Pay. But uh, it kind of leads me to... There were some figures that TelSite released the other day about how, just in general, no big surprise, more people are buying smartphones, more people are buying smartwatches. These are the two devices that power the mobile payment system. Mm. And their research also showed that people are more willing to switch banks to get Apple Pay or Samsung Pay than they are to switch their device. So rather than you buying a new phone so that you can use Samsung Pay, for example, ComBank, if you're an Apple iPhone user, you're more likely to give Commonwealth Bank the brush and go to ANZ who's got Apple Pay. I see
1: it more often than not now. Early on when I switched to to ANZ, no one was willing to do it. They were like, I'll wait out because they just assumed they would come. But they've they've literally taken too long now, and people Man. are going, "Well, screw you back. I'm switching to ANZ." Man,
2: without fail, every time I write a story about some other bank adopting Apple Pay, even this one about Samsung Pay and Combank, the comments on my stories are all the same. When's Westpac doing it? When's Combank doing it? You know that they're all people still waiting and they're being patient for the moment. But I don't know how long that's going to last. Whether they're just going to make the move.
1: Oh, I mean, look. The bottom line is, there was a big year for smartphones and wearables, wasn't it? That was that what that research yeah. showed. The
2: research showed too, especially with the smartwatches, and and Apple is absolutely dominant. They have got the most of the market. Uh, but but what, what tipped what tipped people into buying the Apple Watch is they had a massive. The last six months of 2017 was huge. Was the release of the Series Three, which included the the eSIM, so the ability for your phone to replicate your phone number without your phone. That was the tipping point for a lot of people who were sitting on the fence about a smartwatch in the first place. So they decided, well, that's the feature that's got me now, and a lot of people have made the move. So uh, Apple had a really good – Final six months of 2017 with the Apple Watch, but the same figures showed that the iPhone 10 didn't quite deliver mm. in terms of sales. It was, for a start, it was later in the year, so it was not until what November, early November, before the device was available. But also the the what what site assumes is the the very high price for the iPhone 10, whereas the iPhone eight uh, eight plus and the seven were still doing going gangbusters for for Apple.
1: I just, again, I put the iPhone ten in the Apple Watch bucket. People said it was a failure, but then that's why Apple came out and said it was the most successful watch brand in the world. It is. Because yeah, yeah. it's a failure by whose measure. It's just like, it's okay, it doesn't sell as well as the 8. Oh, no shit, because it's, it's more expensive. Do you know what I mean? Like I just don't know how you measure success and failure of these devices. Yeah. I would argue the Note 8 is a failure on that same measure. Because the Note 8 yeah. doesn't sell anything like the Galaxy the S8, S8. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's my point, is the Note 8 is, is as much a failure Watch. as the iPhone 10. Yeah, but the Note 8 sells to the people that, that they knew would market. Exactly right. That's there's, exactly there's what it's there for. It but the, the Apple Watch, in the case of the Apple Watch, they've got
2: 75% of the market of all smartwatches mm. is Apples. So they're, uh, the, the, and the, that's one of the big reasons. The Series 3 now, thanks to the cellular models, yeah, you, uh, that's been the big push for them.
1: Full details, techguide.com.au. <laughs>
2: See the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is the result of more than 50 internationally patented technologies to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include... 4K UHD resolution, high dynamic range, wide color gamut, local dimming, all these add up to a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K HDR. You've also got Stan, Freeview Plus, and YouTube all built in. Using the Sense interface, customizing your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The sense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65, and the massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local, Electronics retailer, Hisense, see the incredible. Two
0: blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec.
1: Mate, a few months ago when I was in Melbourne, I met with some app developers, you know, trying to spruit their wares, and one of them was a little uh, app called Romney, and it hadn't launched yet, um, but it has launched this week. Now, I was intrigued by it, but I'm now even more intrigued by it because I've been talking about it this week kind of on the radio and people have been interested in it. The idea of this app is <clears throat> you're a tourist to an area, you open up the app and it shows your map and it shows little audio bytes um, where – yes, new site. <laughs> You might have to scroll down for this one, mate. It's it's a bit old now, this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it'll be there. Um, sorry, we're talking about my website. EFGM.com has been slightly updated. Keep going. Um, thanks, mate. Um, so you you arrive in an area, like we get to Barcelona, you open up the app, and you don't, like you're standing in front of the, the big church or something. Um, just go to the tech page. Um, you're standing in front of the church. You can then put your headphones on and you can listen to someone's audio tour or audio guide for the church. Very interesting way of getting audio guides, but not completely unique. Where it's unique is you and I can record those audio guides. So, Stephen, you're a massive fan yeah, of South you, Sydney. So
2: how do you get the <coughs> guides? So you got to look it up in the app?
1: Yeah, you just open up the app and it shows you the guides that are available. Right. And, and they might be free. They might cost money. And you and I could record guides. So you could stand at Redfern Oval or wherever it is or the South Sydney Lease Club and you could record a, a guide and you could make it available for free or you could make it available for $1.99 or $6.99. Oh, okay, so you could sell it. Yeah, exactly. So you can make money as a local tour guide. Now, in areas, I mean, Sydney's probably a big call, Melbourne's a big call, but I don't know, you're in Cairns, you're in somewhere like that, the ability for people with local knowledge to impart that knowledge on others through audio tours, yeah. I reckon it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah make yeah. money. So I think it incentivizes people with information and knowledge to go out there and uh, and share it. It's a That's really cool nice way of sharing info Especially crowdsourcing tours. Like if you're a local, like say like I, I could give people a, a,
2: my tour of Maroubra Beach, for example. I know Maroubra and could and Koojee, that really well. So I could record that on the app and then people search for it and say, oh, hang on, there's one here from me. Oh, let's listen to this. It cost me a dollar. Yeah. And so the dollar, I'd get a bit of it. Rome, you'd get a bit of it.
1: Yeah, Apple get a bit of it. Probably. Apple get a <laughs> yeah. slice of it.
2: Yeah, of course. But um, but it's all. I, I could. So this is only. So your story is all about it coming to Melbourne.
1: Uh, so it's it's just launched. So it launched right. now. It's basically up to anyone to write, anyone to record it. You know, it's it's global app. You know, obviously, there are Melbourne, there are a bunch of Melbourne guys. There'll be a bunch of Melbourne content, but there's nothing stopping you and I from recording one about the Tech Guide Studio. Not that we'd want people to know where it is exactly, exactly obviously. Right. But you know, the Maroubra Walk. You know, you take the yeah, dogs yeah, down. The coastal you, Walk. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do it. You could walk down there and do a tour, and people could listen to that while they walk. Okay. it's not. I just think, you know, think about tourists, right? When, you, when you're when you a proper tourist, you pull the brochures out at the hotel and you grab, yeah, what yeah. am I going to do? Open up the app and you might listen in your hotel room to stuff and go, that's interesting, that's interesting. Uh, so or while free. you're out and about. Yeah, oh, free. absolutely. Yeah, right. I would think that, you know, your Sydney Harbour Foreshore Authority should record yeah. hundreds, you know, and make them available for free to enhance the experience yeah. for visitors. While we're talking about this,
2: I should remind people that VoiceBite has a very similar feature to this, uh, actually a, pa- a patented feature that we call voice tagging, mm-hmm. which allows users to locate their voice. Say we're talking about Maruba Beach. I could locate my voice mm-hmm. at Maruba Beach. So when you're in range of that, it'll come up with a notification to say there's a voice tag here, mm-hmm. and it will only work when you are there. Yeah, right. So if you're at home, you can't see, it. but when you get to a place, you think, "Oh, there's a voice tag here, and you can hear it." We did a we did a competition on Two GB a couple of years ago where I located a voice tag in the middle of the Sydney CBD, and you just I gave a couple of clues where it was, and the first person to find the voice tag and reply to it wins the prize, and it went off in about ten minutes. So the people downloaded the app and used the feature, but this is uh, we've pitched it to very we've pitched it to the Sydney Opera House as a way for for visitors to hear little snippets of information mm. and stuff like that. So Romney are on, are on the right track here because that kind of uh, use of an app and of
1: you know, people describing something yeah. using their voice, I'm all for that. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really nice way to get info about a city. And when we travel, you know, walking around Rome. Remember, yeah, we, we right. both did the same thing, kind of just wandered around well, Rome for a tool. day. Imagine
2: the tour we could have given there.
1: Well, true. true but yeah. then the second day, the day oh, yeah. after that, I just wandered. Me too. Yeah, and I yeah. could have just opened the app and go, what is that? And hopefully someone yeah. will tell you about it. I think it's cool. Absolutely. It's called Romney, R-O-A. M-N-I and uh, you can check it out now in the App Store details at efgm.com Really big announcement Trev, that uh, starts- New iPhone. The Last Jedi is coming That's, that's home. not a big announcement. It's coming home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not <laughs> a big announcement. It's coming home on digital, so you're going to you'll be able to What do you mean by coming free. home? So it's going to be released for
2: home viewing oh, I on, see. Uh, on March 13. This is US dates, which I'm assuming are going to line up in Australia as well. Digital on March 13, so you get it in HD and 4K March 13. So Apple TV, hello, will be getting it on uh, March 13 and all the other digital services. But also on disc, it's coming out on March twenty-seven, which happens to be my wife's birthday. And I'm going to say, it, I've already told her. Guess what you're getting for your birthday? She's going to get Star Wars on four K UH. I'll tell do. her
1: what she's getting for her birthday: <laughs> disappointment. <Yeah.
2: laughs> but what what the reason I'm bringing this up, apart from me being a big fan, me being a big fan, is the fact that they've already announced it's going to be out on four K whereas no other Star Wars movie ever has been released on 4K. Which is the big honeypot, isn't it? Well, it, you'd think, this is what I'm hoping happens, that now that The Last Jedi is coming out on 4K, why don't they release The Force Awakens in 4K and the original trilogy in 4K? I'd even watch the prequel trilogy in 4K.
1: Wow, Stephen would even yes. watch the prequel trilogy. I,
2: I thought, and I had a conversation with the, with some people in, in the industry, people who work at Fox, and when the 40th anniversary of Star Wars was oh, last yeah, year, I'm I'm saying, just shut up and take my money. Give it, give me something for forty the forty year anniversary. Hopefully, the four K version, and nothing, nothing. But now. Last Jedi. So, what else are you going to get in these things? Because obviously, extra We're features extra and stuff. Features. 14 deleted scenes. So, there's going to be extra stuff to watch. There's going to be a feature-length uh, documentary called "The Director and the Jedi," where Ryan Johnson takes you through his whole journey, writing it, directing it, editing the whole bit. Uh, there's going to be scene breakdowns. There's also going to be Andy Serkis, who who was uh, who was Supreme Leader Snoke, and his uh, motion capture performance. Uh, as well as some other things, including an audio commentary too, which uh, Ryan Johnson will be chatting in depth about the, uh, how he shot the movie while you're watching the movie. So out uh, on March 13 on
1: digital and on disc on March 27. I'm riveted by that. I really am. Just really excited. DetailsTechEye.com. Radio. Two
0: tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long
1: and Stephen Fennec. Well, the minute reviews—we're going to kick them off. I'm going to introduce the minute reviews. Why not? And uh, we're going to talk about demarcation, um, man. I don't get paid enough to do the intro of the minute reviews. Geez, <laughs> it only took you seven years to realise that. Did it? that's great. <laughs> we're going
2: to kick off the minute reviews with a a portable battery. Now, portable batteries—there's uh, a lot of them around, but this is one I think that's quite versatile. One of the most versatile I've seen. For a start, it has a digital display to tell you exactly how much battery power is left. But it is also has got. Uh, Qi wireless charging on board. So if you've got an iPhone 8, 8 Plus, iPhone ten, or one of the Samsung recent Samsung device, you simply press the button on the side to activate the screen, put your phone on top and it's charging. No cables, just wireless charging on the move. There's also the two USB ports as well, which is handy. But here's the feature I really like. You know every portable battery obviously needs to be charged. Normally what comes with it is a micro USB cable to charge it with. Well, what this has done, this wireless power bank, it's there are three imports. So you if you've got a say you're got a you're a Samsung user and you've got a you've to have a USB-C cable, you can charge the battery with the USB-C cable. If you've got your micro USB cable, it'll still accept that. And they'll it'll even take. A lightning cable. If you've got a lightning cable to charge the battery as well, so you don't need to remember the micro S D cable. It'll use the cable you've got to charge the battery again, and will charge through the two USB ports at the same what time. Wonder if it's MFI certified. Uh, well, it is. It's sold made for iPhone certified. Well, it. I'm not sure. But it does take a lightning cable to charge the battery, but and the wireless works great. And the good thing about it, it's only fifty nine ninety five. It's quite affordable. Ten thousand milliamp hour capacity mm-hmm. uh, from my mate at mrmobile.net.au. So fifty nine ninety five and I think a really handy battery, more versatile than any I've seen.
1: All right, very nice. Full details, techguide.com.au. Well, on the minute review theme I'm gonna steal one of the reviews and I'm gonna tell you about the Vogels motion mount. Now <clears throat>
0: Vogels,
1: don't they? Vogels, make yeah, bread? They, they make bread too, the but bread Vogels make really good um wall mounts for your TVs. Now Wall mouth for a TV, good quality one, flat against the wall, et cetera, maybe 150 bucks. Um when they asked me if I wanted to look at this thing, I went, "Yeah, I'm happy to." But I've got in my lounge room, I've got the TV flush against the wall. Yeah. I looked at this thing. It's and it's, it's the idea is it comes out from the wall and swings around, yeah. and so it's got this big scissor. And I thought, oh, I don't want it. You know, I want it to be still flush to the wall. So yeah. I went, "No, nah, not me, thanks." So Check with Bowen. He's got a steel frame house, can't use it. So I, I got it installed at my father in law's house um, with a, a 2016 Samsung TV. So it looks, it looks, looks the bee's knees yeah. now. To paint a picture of this lounge room which I think would be similar for many people it's an awkward lounge room so the awkward. it's the, the TVs offset okay. so there's a fireplace in the middle but they don't put the TV above the fireplace because that's that's also an, an awkward place to put TVs because you're looking high. up yeah uh, there is a solution for that by the way but anyway yeah so it's to the left you sit on a lot of pillows. and so for many yeah, for many years they've just had a, an entertainment unit that kind of sits on an angle in the okay. corner yeah. so the TV faces into the lounge room so now entertainment unit can go TV mounted on the wall flat but when you turn the TV on, so you just simply turn the TV on, vroom, out oh, from right. the wall comes the TV to its last known position okay. because it detects the power of the TV and it comes out from the wall. So what about the – When uh, you turn the, the TV off at night, it goes back. straight back. Nice. And then on your smartphone, you can have settings, mum, dad, kids, oh, all wall so with back. So your own favourite position. Correct, and yeah. you can manually adjust it to on the uh, in the app. So it's a Bluetooth app-controlled warm mount for your TV yeah. with presets and a power-determined um, on and off starting position. Tell on the price, son. One thousand two hundred ninety-nine
2: oh, dollars.
1: So your choice is
2: a new TV or a mount for
1: the TV. Oh, I think if you spent four grand on They're a TV, bucks for that. it's a wow. lot of money, wow. but. You know what? It's it's magnificent. And if okay. you're the kind of person that likes to impress, trust me, everyone that sees it goes, oh, that's too good. Really? Tip, though, um, thing, they're watching my father-in-law rings me. and goes, mate, can you come around and have a look at this thing? Okay, it's doing something weird. Watching a movie, credits roll, TV goes back to the wall, and it comes back out again. What's going on here? Oh,
2: Because I knew the movie was finished. <laughs>
1: How did another movie's finished? Because the, the, the vision, the, the the vision comes straight from the from the box to yeah, the TV. There'd be metadata yeah. No, no, no. The mount doesn't know anything about it. Okay. Right? Power. Because the TV, a modern TV, Samsung modern TV, is, it has eco mode, it, it reduces really? the power consumption. So it reduces the-, the power consumption during the credits, so it's black screen primarily. Yeah. And because the TV is plugged in through the motion mount, yeah. it senses that there's a voltage change downwards dramatically, and it goes back to the wall. So we turned off eco mode. There's also settings in the app where you oh, can so we can that, we can adjust that. You can turn that off. Yes, because okay? that's a bit yeah. awkward if you you want to keep watching something and it's gone back into the yeah, wall. You just turn off eco mode it's on your a TV. No pre- dramas pre- at pre-
2: pre- all. Pre- Sumptuous.
1: yes 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 but great oh, like an unbelievably impressive bit of kid okay. uh, very ask you, expensive I'll too ask you a question mate would you buy that if it was out of your own money would you have bought it is the, that a, have there, a there is a there is that. a circumstance where I would buy that you for would? sure okay. yep if you like if I was just fitting out my if I was fitting in my lounge room now uh, and we, we were going we, let's just make it really awesome yeah. you know spend a bit of money if I had 10 grand for the TV setup I'd buy a soundbar, like a six grand TV and, a, and that mount for yeah. sure.
2: I'd pay that much for a bed that for a TV that comes out from the foot of my bed. That'd be nice. Have You seen those ones? Yeah. You know where the TV pops out at the
1: end yeah, of the bed. All the Hollywood pimp my. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, what's, <laughs> that? what's that? No, no. What's yeah? What's that? What's that called? The MTV show <laughs> well, where the they cribs, cribs. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. They've all got them. that would be really. good. Anyway, a review yeah. and video of the Vogel's yeah. motion yeah. mount is up at efgm.com. Well, that's it, Stephen. It's time to, uh, well, nearly time to get to the airport, get our limo, our cab to the airport just around the corner and uh, and head to Barcelona. We're on separate flights because the two blokes don't fly together that's for right. well, security that, we're, reasons. We're, we're the royal family, yeah. They can't all travel on the same flight. Uh, you're the queen, right? Uh, no, I'm the king, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, well, the the, king. I'm the king.
2: <laughs> yeah. said, I'm the king. That's the side of it. I'm, I'm the whiz. I'm the whiz. Yeah, no, I'd be rather, you can call me the
1: prince if you want. I'll be the prince. I'll be the king then. <laughs> we'll be back in Barcelona next week at some point. We'll catch up and uh, get together and record episode 335 live from Barcelona. Thanks to Netgear and Hisense, Stephen. I'll see you in Barcelona. Safe travels, Trevor. Two
0: blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with